Hello, once again, you're welcome to another podcast edition on Money Lessons, and it's your favorite host again, Agotiko Kolocha. And today I'm going to be talking on how to save and invest the smart way in 2023. Okay, so let's get right into it. Ta-da. So I have here 10 um, things that you need to consider when it comes to saving and investing. And this is not just limited to 2023, it's something that is applicable um, beyond 2023. So number one is what I I say all the time or most of the times is pay yourself first. As an individual that has an income or you run a business where you have um, daily uh, proceeds from it, it is necessary that at the end of the month, as a minimum, you separate a certain part of that income for yourself. Now, paying yourself first is not money for you're going to spend later. It's money for your future. And the future, usually, I tell people, between minimum of a year. So when you receive your income, it is necessary that you dedicate a certain part of it for your future. For single people, I recommend 30% of your income. So... For example, your salary is hundred thousand monthly. You're expected to save or dedicate thirty percent of that income, which is thirty thousand, for your future. Now, that thirty thousand can part of it can go into your emergency saving funds. It can go to your normal savings. Maybe you have some financial goals ahead. It could also go to investing. Now, if you do not pay yourself first, like most people do when they receive their income, the first they do is to send money to their village people send money to their pastor and at the end of the day by the time they do their normal expenses there's nothing left so if you do not pay yourself first you will not have any money to save neither would you be able to build an emergency saving fund neither would you be able to invest your money and that's why you see some people they find themselves living from paycheck to paycheck and if they happen to lose their job they don't have any uh, financial security to fall back to so as people that want to manage their money the smart way, it is very necessary that as soon as you receive your income, you pay yourself first. Now, the next is build an emergency fund. I cannot overemphasize this and I've seen that among millennials, especially those of us in Nigeria, we do not understand what an emergency saving fund is. Now, an emergency saving fund is a, is a basket or let's say a safety net such that in case you lose your job, or something happens to your business, or probably you just fall ill, and just something that was unplanned happens to you, you will not have to um, liquidate your investments at a loss, or even maybe start selling some of your uh, products at a discount lower than your buying price. So it's necessary that you have some sort of funds in an account that is not necessary to have um, an interest. I will tell you, your emergency saving fund should be in a platform that is risk-free. Risk-free zero. You don't have to care about interest for this one. Just to be sure that anytime you need the money, you go there. You can get it. So I recommend a dumb account for high-income earners or mid-income earners that are, that are able to earn enough money to save in dollars. Next we have is budget and track expenses. So it is very necessary to budget 
your income, how you're going to spend it um, in the month. And this is very necessary for low-income earners. It is necessary that you do know the elements of expenditure of your income. Now, it's necessary that you understand the micro elements of what takes your money to the very minimum. Unlike maybe mid or high income earners that can decide to go to the market with 20k without a list of what they should buy, they could just spend the 20k carelessly and they'll be fine. But for low income earner, before you would go to the market, you need to have a list. If it's um, a food market or provision market, whatever, there needs to be a list where every item has to be costed. So when you get to the market, if there's a change, you just adjust the list. And next time, you will know how to adjust your budget. Now, this is what budgeting helps you to do. After you have separated money for yourself, that is paying yourself first, paying your uh, separating money for your future, which I recommend as 30%. Now, for low-income men, that 30% might be huge and not um, easy to live by, so you could consider 20% if you're in low-income um, brackets. So, we can have every detail of what takes our money on, on a paper or on a spreadsheet. Is it light bill? Is it um, water bill? Is it food? Is it transportation? Is it rent? All of those. Everything on a spreadsheet and in total it you'll see how much is required to manage your um, needs. That is your um, living expense. Then you will not see how much is left for wants. Maybe going out with some friends or just taking yourself to watch a movie or what have you. If you do not budget, you would find yourself spending money in areas that you should not spend. And when the time comes for you to make um, expenditure on a need, the money will not be there. And this is why some people that spend a good, a good amount of money, when the time comes for them to pay their rent, they have to start running up and down asking for people to support them or borrow money or take loan or whatever because they were not able to manage their budgeting and expenditure um, the right way. So now, aside making a budget, which we know that things can happen, you could have to spend outside of your budget, maybe something that is not planned, but you spend money either way. Yes, writing a budget does not mean that you must stick to it 100%. There's room for variation. And this is why you track your expenses. So at the end of the month, you now look at what you spent versus the budget. What are the areas that I spent more? It's even possible that in some areas we spend less. Maybe for food, you had budgeted 40k or what have you, and that month you were lucky you spent less. Maybe transportation because of the first scarcity and what have you, you spent higher. So there's a way to balance, and you can now have a forecast of what your living expenses. This is one challenge I have with many millennials that earn an income. They don't even know what their living expense is. They're just living on the message of God. You know, what will be, will be, God will take care of tomorrow. No. As people that want to be smart, smart with their finances, it is necessary that you know the numbers of your income and your expenses so that you can make informed money decision. So, necessary that you budget and you track your expenses. Another important um, thing that you need to know 
regard saving and investing the smart way 23 is saving in dollar in 2021 this is one topic i spoke very well about i was head on telling people that stop saving in naira naira is losing value you save in dollar so that you can retain the value of your savings a lot of people didn't understand me some people felt that i was unpatriotic and what have you well the truth is that it is necessary to save in a currency that does that is not affected by the inflation in your country so that you do not work so hard and see the value of your money eroded and for a country that is solely reliant on importation the value of the currency will continue to be affected until there's exports high enough to offset the importation so for now we do not see that coming maybe we'll have a new government since we change but at the moment i've told people that in this 2023 we need to have a 50 50 saving strategy say 50 percent in dollars say 50 percent in naira so that whatever the situation is that may present itself maybe after the elections in 2023 you will not find yourself in regrets that oh you should have gone this way or you should have gone this way so always good to diversify now i talk often about diversifying investments but it's also good to diversify your savings now and that thing i see that a lot of people make especially millennials is saving all their money in these fintech apps yes these fintech apps are beautiful you know some of them have um parking from sec some of them have uh, microfinance banks or what have you but it's necessary that every financial institution has an associated risk <clears throat> This week is not because there are scams and they will run away with your money. No, anything can just happen. But when you have establishments that have been there for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, these guys have gone through phases of markets. They've gone through bear market. They've gone through tough times, recession. They have trained and um, experienced financial experts managing their, um, their books. You know, so it is sure that this kind of people your money is always going to be safe with them. So this is why I also recommend that it does diversify your savings. Yes, it's beautiful to save in all these fintech apps, the ease of saving with them. You know, you can withdraw whenever you want, no stress, especially with this period where we are trying to enforce cashless economy. You know, the banks have been failing. Regardless of that, do not make a mistake of taking all of your money and save in these digital banks of today diversify your savings again i've not said that you should leave all your money in a commercial bank as well this is why i've said diversify your savings it is good that you benefit from the offers from these fintech apps but do not be so greedy that you take all your money and put in one of them okay so aside that you should save in dollar you should educate yourself Financial education is one thing that I see Nigerians do, do take lightly. You know, some of us are quick to forget that we didn't get taught about money in school, secondary school, university, even our parents do not did not teach us about money. So that's why I see some of them have made some financial mistakes and has been transferred to us to manage. Now, if you, do, if you are not deliberate about your learning in financial management, you are going to make the same mistakes repeatedly. 
and like i said some time ago that the habits that we have um, incurred or habits that we have today are things that we did repeatedly and they unconsciously became a habit for you to offset those bad habits you have to replace it with good habits and how do you go about replacing these things with good habits is by studying reading find books on finance you know you have the richest man in Babylon. you have rich man pop that you know you have the millennia the millennia fastlane you have um you know, there are several books on um, finance management just like we go to church every week you know to renew our minds it's likewise you have to study every week to renew your mind in the game of finance because actually money rules this world you know money de- determines your mood every other day if you do not get it right with your money you or other areas of your life is going to be affected so it's not something that we should as millennials take for granted you have to be deliberate about your learning. If it's difficult for you to read a book, find articles to read, short articles, even if it's just one you're reading daily, fantastic. Or you find videos or podcasts like this to listen to. When you continually listen to this, because the change that you expect with your finances is not going to come overnight. When you continually read these articles, listen to this podcast, you know, or watch videos on finance, you'll see yourself better position to manage your finances okay so this is not a case of what will be will be god will provide god will help me and all of this you know uh, a sister of mine wrote a book one time and she said in that book that what will be will not be if you don't make it be so for your finances to take the right path forward you have to take deliberate steps to make that happen and one of those is educating yourself we have here is know your risk tolerance. Every investment poses a level of risk and depending on the category of investment, it ranges from low to extreme risk. For every investor, it is necessary that you ascertain the level of risk you can face before going ahead to invest in that instrument or investment opportunity. Risk assessment doesn't necessarily tell there's a potential to lose your money. Rather, it shows you the level of uncertainties that can come up in the future and if you can bear it. You know, this is why it's important to know your risk tolerance. I'll give you a typical example. In 2023, sorry, 2021 November, when Bitcoin had reached its um, all-time high of about 65,000 as of then, I had some friends asking me, you know, there's a lot of interest in cryptocurrency. If you can remember when um, that period, lots of people were talking about Bitcoin, you know, some people were buying it up. And people were asking me, oh, should I buy? I was like, yes, it's always a good time to buy. But you have to know that this is the top of the market and there's a likelihood of a pullback. So if you are buying, you should be ready to hold for a long time. You know, some people didn't care to listen to me and in the euphoria of everybody's buying, you know, this crowd and head mentality, everybody was buying, so let me buy so I don't sell, I don't miss out, you know. And in 2022, um, beer market came and, you know, I tried I, I to ask a few of um, those that were very enthusiastic about Bitcoin, crypto market then. What's up? How is the Bitcoin you bought? Ah, I've sold. Why did you sell? 
can't wait so I can't wait. I had to use the money for something else. You know, so a lot of people that fumbled into buying Bitcoin at the top have now, you know, had to sell at a loss because either they could not wait or they just have given up on the um, Bitcoin as a whole and decide to liquidate their capital. So, as smart people, people that want to make um, smart moves with their finances, it is necessary you know your risk appetites. You know your risk tolerance. Yeah, I know your risk tolerance. <clears throat> you have to consider the investment time frame for every opportunity or investment asset you want to put your money in. This will enable you to ascertain how long you can do without that money. Like people ask me how my Bitcoin has been for my life. When the bull market, I, I was always investing with the mindset of two to three years. You know, I won't have a need for the money. And that's why even during my wedding preparations in 2022, November, I didn't have the cost to sell any of my crypto assets. At a loss. So it's necessary to know your risk appetite so that you can know ahead of time how much loss you can stomach. How much loss you can stomach. Some people do not consider this, and when that time comes, when either the asset loses 20% or 30%, you know, they become, uh, they start fretting, you know, they start blaming who referred them to the opportunity. You know, they just like to blame somebody else for their own misfortune. Instead of doing that, you need to sit down, you know, and make this analysis. What is the level of loss I can bear? Some people can lose one million and their life goes on. For some persons, one million will be the end of their career or the end of their life. You know, I've had people that had to quit their job because they couldn't withstand the pressure of other people owing them money. Other people they were owing money come to the come to come to their company every time to come and ask them for the money. You know, so lots of people in the bull run, you know, they took on debts, they took on loans to go and buy Bitcoin. Some of them took on loans to go and buy um to invest in crowdfunding schemes and what have you you know so if you had sat down or if you as an individual you sit down to analyze how much risks you can bear how much loss you can stomach it will guide you in the amount of money you put into high risk investment instruments it will also tell you that men do not go this extra mile taking loan or taking debts to invest or asking other people to come and join you in a scheme that is very very risky because if any loss is um, if they if they be any loss they are going to blame you for it yeah so another thing to consider in the game of saving and investing is diversification of your investments i talk about this all the time and this cannot be overemphasized. It is necessary that you diversify your investment portfolio. I hear some people say, oh, I can't invest in Bitcoin. I just laugh. You know, some people say, oh, I can't do stocks. I smile. You know, some people say, oh, only real estate. Real estate is safe. You know, once you invest there, real estate goes in only an upward um, 
momentum I laugh. You know, some people speak out of the abundance of ignorance and they're not able to make informed decisions outside of what they know. Now, this is what I recommend for every millennial. It is necessary that you have on your investment portfolio a low-risk asset, medium-risk asset, and high-risk assets. Now, low-risk assets include treasury bills, includes FGN saving bonds, includes um, your fixed bank deposits, it includes real estate. Now, you should be careful to note that some real estate opportunities are scams, and so if you must invest in real estate, you have to do your due diligence. For low-risk instruments, the ones I actually um, recommend mostly are treasury bills and FGN saving bonds because these two are fully backed by the full feet of the federal government of Nigeria. Nothing can ever happen once the government has said they're going to pay you at the end of the tenor, you're going to get paid. Okay. Now we have medium weeks. We have mutual funds. We have exchange traded funds, which are ETFs, baskets of stocks. We also have money market instruments. We have commercial papers you know and uh, for some people they classify um, real estate um, rental income into um, mid um, risk then we have high risk high risk is your stocks high risk is also bitcoin some people classify bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as high risk for me i look at other cryptocurrencies as extreme risk it's possible that you invest one million and it turns to five million it's also possible that in less than three months and it's possible you invest one million and it turns to zero a lot of people get into high risk investment opportunities thinking or acting like it's a low risk investment opportunity expecting a high yield or high return and when it goes south they start crying and waiting that they were not told in the beginning so as smart individuals about our money about our savings and investment is necessary that you have a piece of every investment or asset class your investment portfolio should have a low risk that is safety security let you can allocate maybe 40 percent if you are a beginner to that um to that um, um asset class you have mid risk you can allocate say 30 percent there you know then you have high risk you can allocate another 30 percent so that you can benefit from the high returns in the high yield or in the high risk opportunities and you can also be rest assured that you are um, you are protected from um, fatal losses when there is a, a depression or when there is a bear market in the high risk asset class this is why as today i'm not bothered about what the crypto market is doing i'm not bothered about what the stock market is doing because my portfolio is fully diversified regardless of how down my stock and crypto portfolio is today i'm not bothered because i have other asset classes that are doing positively and i am sure and i know that those stock and crypto assets that are underperforming today in the next one to two years will become great performance. So this is why it is necessary to diversify your portfolio. When the scripture says, spread your bread amongst the waters, do not put all your eggs in one basket, even if it's real estate. 
it is dangerous putting all your eggs in one basket because aside that real estate will provide safety for you, you're going to miss out of great gains when the bull market in crypto or in the stock market is going to come at the later end of 2023 ahead of 2024. Okay, so stay informed. It is necessary that you stay informed if you want to invest, especially in high risk asset class or medium risk asset class. You have to know what is going on in the market part time. Good for you. You are in the ML community. You also have to join other um, financial groups or financial um, newsletters so that you can get information as they happen. You know, for some people, when FTX was going underwater. Some people got the notion early and were able to leave before it fully collapsed. You know, so you do not have to react when everybody's reacting. If necessary, you get the information as they break. Join Twitter. Follow the right people. If you are interested in some particular stocks or cryptocurrencies, find people, find the communities that they talk about them often so that you can always be abreast of what is happening. Then do not time the market. This is where a lot of people make mistakes. You know, some people today are on the sidelines of um, the crypto market. Some people are totally out of it. You know, they have been bad, badly burned. They are heartbroken because they bought the top and they were forced to sell the bottom because maybe they needed money or they are just giving up on the entire market because they first are, they at first invested with their emotions. Now, some of them are waiting for the right time to buy. Some people have said, oh, Bitcoin at 22,000 or 21,000, there's still going to be a leg down, maybe to 10K. Some people are waiting for 10K. Well, if you want to do that, you are going to find yourself making series of mistakes. It has never occurred, it has never occurred well for people that try to time the markets. Except you are a day trader, you can do that. But if you are a long-term investor, Timing the market is not your business. What's your business is dollar cost averaging. It's necessary that you dedicate a certain amount of money to buy that your beloved stock either weekly or monthly. Do not care about the up and down because you are actually investing long term. So the weekly movements, the monthly movements, the quarterly, even the quarterly movements, it's not your business. You should be looking at yearly movements. You know. They always say that zoom out so if you see the noise in the market ignore it the noise is not for you it's for day traders as long as you're not a day trader you're not supposed to be interested in the up and down movements in the hourly candle or in daily candle or in the weekly candle yes so last but not the least for today be patient try to exercise patience lots of people Especially Nigerians, patience is not in our dictionary. And this is why we keep on making financial mistakes upon financial mistakes. We want to make money overnight, and so we join the crypto race. And the first thing we go to buy is Wakanda Inu or CKT, coins that have no future because you have been told that you make 100x. And now, since there's no possibility or there's no hope of making the 100x, you have sold at a loss. You know, so have patience. Do not be in a hurry to multiply your hard-earned money. Again, diversify. Even if you must take some high risks or extreme risks, do not use all your money to buy that asset. And if you have succeeded in buying that asset, exercise patience. The bear market will not be here forever. 
this is not the first crypto bear market or the first stocks bear market. Bear markets usually come and go. And the good thing is that Bitcoin and some of the other top cryptocurrencies would go back to record a new all-time high. So ignore the noise and deceive. Thanks for listening. Can I talk to you another time? Bye.